Welcome everyone. Uh, it's a, another episode here of the Roman Show again. It's the last one for 2019. We're going to go ahead and recap the year that it was in 2019 and also the year that it, the decade that it was uh, from 2010 to 2000 now going into 2020. I'm your host Rodolfo Roman and now joining me this man hasn't been on the program for quite some time. The man, the myth, Joe the Reporter. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Fido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Come. We're going fly. GNC, we're going. Down the go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey guys, it's been almost a decade, if you really think about it, that I've been on the Roman Show. Yeah, it's been some time. I think at the time, I want to say, Joe. Uh, we had almost like in the beginning, in the beginning of the Roman Show podcast. I think that's when we had Johnny Knockout at the time, right? Oh my God, Johnny Knockout! You're absolutely right. You know, not now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, it will be roughly ten years uh, in 2021 of the existence of the Roman Show. And there's many, many more to go from there. That's right. So that's right. So you know, we're gonna get we're gonna recap uh, two th- the decade, uh, but also 2019. But that is absolutely right. We're also celebrating almost the 10 year anniversary of the Roman Show. That's I didn't really true. quite remind you. And actually, we're shooting this or we're recording this program uh, from Hutchinson Island, uh, Florida. A very uh, breezy evening, uh, right next poolside, uh, but very quite relaxing, I must say. Very relaxing, very breezy, but very relaxing. You can't say uh, nothing else about that, but very wonderful evening here as we celebrate the end of 2019, heading into 2020. By now, Joe, I would think that we would have flying cars, but we're not there yet, man. No, Back to the Future really uh, messed us up on that one. Yeah, we're kind of screwed up. All right, let's get some of the um, sponsors out of the way. Going to give a quick shout out to Knockout Fight Gear. And I just recently had my first fight, and uh, Knockout Fight Gear was the one that provided all the gear. Make sure you purchase uh, your good quality gear. Visit knockoutboxing.us. That's knockoutboxing.us. Again, this is not your rinky-dinky type of equipment. You're going to get great, great stuff out there for a very affordable price. And they even got punching bags. They deliver to you. Just head on over to lockoutboxing.us. Also, the soul right. Listen, Joe, you got prop back problems, dude? At uh, this age, yes, I got back problems. Well, I got to tell you, you got to yourself a soul right or not, I'll hook you up with one. Head on over to sci-soul-right.com. Uh, it looks like a piece of plastic. Uh, very elementary. But if you purchase this thing, I promise you, you will feel brand spanking new. I got back problems, and as I was getting ready for my fight, this thing actually helped me out get into fight shape. So head on over to so-right.com and get yourself 
a soul right right now. Trust me, you'll be walking brand spanking new. You'll feel like a damn child. And I'm not even lying about that. Now, Joe, we all know about the little funk that we get down there, you know, in the junk. You know what I'm talking about. That junk in the funk. <sighs> you know, sometimes you get yourself a, you get a little cozy with a lady. You know, you want to get to it. And then, you know, pulls down the pants, you know, and then woof, there goes the smell. And it doesn't smell like fresh barbecue. So there's one thing, though, that can help you to avoid that, and that is ball wash. You got to get yourself a bottle of ball wash. Head on over to ballwash.com and purchase yourself a bottle. And trust me, you will thank me later. Start off the year fresh. Get off the funk, off your junk. Head on over to ballwash.com. Tell them. The Roman Show sent you. Use the promo, uh, the uh, promo code uh, Roman Show and get a percentage off your uh, purchase. Also, we all have a lot of um, anxiety. You know, you got stuff with payments and bills and things like that. Well, there's one thing that can help you out, Joe. What is that? And that is Fight Back CBD. CBD, yes, I've heard about that. Get yourself some Fight Back CBD. You can visit them at fightbackcbd.com and get yourself a bottle of Fight Back CBD. Trust me, it'll help you out with uh, your anxiety problem and so forth. But you know what's important about it is? As you get older, as you get closer to your 40s and your 30s or your training, or maybe you just work a lot, you know, sitting down and all that stuff, uh-huh. get yourself a bottle of CBD. It helps you out with all of your pain, your joints, your aches, your back pain. Absolutely gone. Get yourself a bottle of Fight Back CBD. Follow them also on Facebook, on Instagram. That's Fight Back CBD. Tell them that the Roman Show sent you. Well, Joe, let's kick things into gear. Let's talk some pro wrestling in our favorite segment called Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a... Reality check. Reality check. All right, guys, here we are. Reality check. We're going to talk some pro wrestling, the year that it was in 2019. And also, we're going to take a brief look of the decade that it was uh, in pro wrestling. And, Joe, the biggest topic, the biggest story of 2019 is that at once, the first time ever, in a very long time, WWE had competition, and that is thanks to the All Elite Wrestling, thanks to Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, the and the Khan family. The Young Bucks, not only um, Kenny Omega, but this is what 2019 and for 2020 needs another outlet for pro wrestling. You know, WWE, yes, it's fun, it's entertainment, but AEW gives that other edge that are, I want to say, like, not not the hardcore fans, but just the fans that want to see something different is expecting, and they've been delivering. There's no doubt about that. And let's look back. When they actually debuted on TNT, which was in October. Mm -hmm. Um, October until mid-November, when Survivor Series came along, 
when they had the whole NXT invasion angle. And then the ratings really started to kind of, you know, swing the other way, shift from one way to the other. And actually, the last episode of NXT uh, and and AEW, when they both went head-to-head, NXT ended up winning. In fact, the last three weeks or two weeks, NXT has come out with the lead. And I think that Chris Jericho said it best. This is not uh, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And this is my thing in AEW. And I and I hope that it continues. And and I and I want to invite everyone because in January, uh, AEW will be coming to Miami uh, to the um, Bash of the Beach. That's right. They'll be coming to the University of Miami's uh, Wasco Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the date is January fifteenth. But either way, it's January. That's all we know to get things going out here. But we need such a thing because WWE then needs to go ahead and go up against someone. That is what we've been getting with NXT. But this is one thing that I was analyzing the other day is that when you look at AEW, okay, who are your faces? Who are the people that are actually putting the company, the promotion, letting you know who they are? Number one, Chris Jericho. I mean, let's face it. When you look at the ratings... No one flips the channel when Chris Jericho is on AEW's, you know, when, when Chris Jericho's on TNT. Yeah. No one flips the channel. Everybody wants to hear the guy's promo, good or bad. They still want to hear and see what this man is going to talk about, period. They all want to hear about Le Champion. And a little bit of the bubbly, too. But when it comes to NXT... There is no one person, there is no one, you know, one woman, one man. It's the brand. It's everyone. You want to see what type of action they're going to deliver. And AEW does not have that. They're building it. I'll give them credit. You know, they got the uh, Jungle Boy. Chris Jericho has been putting guys over, such as the Jungle Boy, um, Scorpio Sky. Mm -hmm. But they need a Chris Jericho to put these guys over. And let's be frank. Let's be honest. The women's division in AEW is kind of lousy, man. In fact, I've heard many people out there, they should just get rid of it and stick to the whole male division because I know they've tried with, with, with Awesome Kong. I'm still going to call her Awesome Kong. I don't even know what the hell they call her now. And then they got Riho, who's the champion. They got Nyla Rose, you know, who's a, a transvestite. Uh, which is great. I mean, it's cool. You know, yeah. it, it, it's something fresh. Yeah, it's something fresh, you know. But at the same time, they just need, I think, just more. I think it's just because how you were saying, you know, it's just, it's a fresh company. They still got to find their niche on that particular thing of the women's division until they find that f- person that be like almost like the Jericho for the women's division then we're going to be like okay we got someone we found something let's go with it and they tried with Britt Baker and she's great I mean she's very pretty you know she's good she she speaks well but and she's a dentist for God's sake she's a professional yeah but but there's something missing there, there's something and they tried with Brandy Rhodes she tried to be what they call her the the the, the, the um Chief branding ambassador yeah. or the CFO, whatever it is. But but the point is, 
there's still something lacking. I, I still feel that the women, this kind of reminds me, Joe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this kind of reminds me when TNA, which is now Impact Wrestling, had the knockouts division. And then the WWE had the Divas division. Uh-huh. At that point, the knockouts division were kicking ass. They were kicking ass because they were actually good athletes in that ring. And it was not just like how they used to say back in the days, you know, a little bra and panty match and nothing like that. There were actually two individuals in a square circle competing. And that's what I think that's what's kind of lacking in the um, AEW women's division. Maybe it's because they still haven't figured out the format of how they can use the women division in AEW. You know, it's two hour show every Wednesday. You know, they still. Yeah, I mean, they also, they also got the um, uh, the other show they have on YouTube, but it, I still feel it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. You know, YouTube, YouTube, but you know, if they really want to do this, they got to do this live on TNT. And I think that that's if if they were kind of be able to get a good grasp on the women's division, it will give an edge to AEW. But nonetheless, and and again, I don't I don't mean to knock on AEW. I mean well, it's we're not we're we're not knocking on AEW. You know this this is like you know like this is this is stuff that we're trying to t- trying to help them out at the same time. And again, I think they're doing a great job. It's it's, it's great that the that the WWE has competition. Heck, that's what we're getting. Great. I'll be honest, and I, and I'm frank. Sometimes I'll tune into into Fox uh, to watch SmackDown. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'll, to, I'll I'll tune into SmackDown. Uh, I'm sorry to to Raw to tune in, see what's going on. But I don't feel bad if I miss it. I'll just read about it. But see, Wednesday night. You best assure that I'm going to go ahead and tune into either TNT or USA to be flipping the channels to see what's good and what's bad. Yeah, this is this is basically almost like even for like our childhood for that Monday Night Wars, but now it's most likely the it's more the Wednesday Night Wars. They don't really want to talk about it like that, but for us, you know, fans out there, we're going to call it the Wednesday Night Wars. But but and again, I hope that AEW starts speaking up, uh, start picking up some steam uh, now that we're heading into the new year of 2020. But I don't see them doing doing too well coming March now that we're heading into WrestleMania season mm-hmm. because you bet you know for the <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that Vince McMahon is going to go all in. Uh, this is for and and, and and not even March. I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna wait to March. This is gonna continue into January when we have the Royal Rumble. Remember, this is the first time the NXT will be competing in the Royal Rumble. So that gives me more reason to tune into NXT and forget about AEW. I know AEW has a pay per view coming up, which is great. They got about roughly about they they've kind of projected about four pay per views a year, which is great. That's how it used to be back in the day. You had the four major pay per views. Yeah. You know, but AEW here is really going to run uh, into some issues. And they got to pick up the pace if they want to pick up with NXT. Well, that is true. They got to pick up the pace. 
I know just like any brand new company, you know, you got to start and build, but how far and how long is it going to take you guys to start doing every pay-per-views every month? And not even the part of competing, but, you know, it's just a part of showing your talent, your product to the consumers because that's the part of everything, you know, so you watch a show, the product is going to draw your attention. You are going to watch it. It's going to consume you and you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting 2020. I know, again, AEW debuted. And I don't want to say October because they had a couple of pay-per-views prior to that, but that's exactly when they actually ended up being on a mainstream TV and TNT for the first time. TNT and I had any pro wrestling on, on, you know, since, since Monday Night Raw with WCW was around. So it's going to be a very interesting year. Keep your eyes out for AEW in 2020. But let's go ahead and move forward to hear what happened in 2019. One of the biggest highlights, in my opinion, and I, in my opinion, I think, is the biggest highlight of them all, and that is that WrestleMania, for the first time ever, had a women main eventing WrestleMania. And I'm talking about Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey in a three-way dance a WrestleMania, headlining it for the very first time ever. There, there's some mixed emotions as far as, uh, as, far as the ending of it, Becky Lynch, uh, winning the match itself and becoming Becky Two Belts. However, the ending kind of seemed a little bit rough. Nonetheless, people have, and I would say, I have forgotten about the whole ending of the result because the point is, it was history. For the first time, we saw women in the main event of WrestleMania, something that had never, never, never been planned. No, that is absolutely right. You know, it's been a while, you know, first time, what was it, when Lita and Trish Stratus did I'm on the Night Raw. I'm on the Night Raw. But that was, you know, on the USA Network. This we're talking about a pay-per-view, and not only just any pay-per-view, we're talking about actually WrestleMania. Over, what was it, over 100,000? And, you know, going last, three absolutely gifted athletes going in that square circle and giving it all and actually showing their talent to the end. Yeah, that, that was just awesome to see, uh, you know, both of those three women uh, be part of the WrestleMania main event. I mean, that, that's it. I, I think that at this point, um, now that we're heading into 2020, uh, no longer uh, must we judge uh, males and women mm -hmm. because they and in fact just like in mixed martial arts women bring it and there's no doubt about that mm -hmm. you know they can bring it and we saw that uh, charlotte becky rousey they all delivered we don't know the future of ronda rousey yet but rumors have it that she could be returning very soon we hope so because mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd be pretty pretty uh pretty great for for the world of pro wrestling uh, but nonetheless uh, a very phenomenal main event from WrestleMania this coming year uh, that just uh, occurred in 2019. Also, one more here in 2019 that I want to talk about is Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. What a, what a magnificent character development that is. Someone that at one point thought that was buried came back uh, with the uh, Firefly Funhouse 
and the creation of the fiend this is it you know for the first time the wwe has created a, a, a character uh, that and and i want to go out here on a limb and say that it's going to be as good as the undertaker in my opinion you know i was re i was thinking about the same thing and i only got three words uh just for this let me in <laughs> yeah, I think I think that it's just awesome. And rumor has it that it's going to be the Fiend versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Either way, whoever the hell he faces, this is just great. For the first time, we're seeing uh, a person. Well, not for the first time because we see him in Mick Foley as well. But you have the Bray Wyatt character, you know, that, that creepy uh -huh. uh, type of character there. And then you have the, the Fiend, which is just, well, yeah. That I mean, I mean, first time when we finally saw him in action and he's coming out of that entrance, it was so magnificent. I mean, to me, it was like, wow, this is something fresh. I even had goosebumps because it was like, whoa. Again, in, in, in my opinion, I used to you know, talk about this uh, previously in other broadcasts and in other shows here. I would have held him into WrestleMania. But hey, we got him beforehand. It is what it is. A great creation. Finally, something good that the WWE has. In fact, that's why Fox wanted him. That's why he is on there on SmackDown. And the numbers are pretty good. You know, they just reached over 2 million uh, this past week. And I think that that's going to be changing over time as we head into the um, Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania season coming up next. Again, WrestleMania will be held in Tampa this year in florida about what an hour and change two hours and change from where we are right now yeah about two hours three the most if you want to you know if you drive slow or if you're under the uh, influence but you know we won't talk about that right it's listen we're we're you know what the hell we're, we're shooting this stuff out here it, it's the final episode of the year 2019 we're in a freaking island right next to the damn beach we're having a great time having some drinks why not? Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the decade here. Did you know, Joe, that this is the the first time that the Shield debuted in this decade? You had Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, uh -huh. uh, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, and all those three guys. Uh, one of them became your guy of the promotion, which is you know Roman Reigns, followed by Seth Rollins. It's almost like you had a Bret Hart. And a Shawn Michaels. And then you had in there somewhere a John Moxley. You know, a Dean Ambrose. A lunatic. Almost like, you know what? John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, he could actually be like almost like the Brian Pillman of this generation. I agree. And at one point, if I recall, they considered Dean Ambrose to be the guy. You know, they were giving him the mic. They were giving him... All that opportunity to give the promo. And they ended up shifting gears. Then they went to Seth. And then they ended up going eventually to Roman Reigns. Where, which is where he is right now. Which is, he's not going to freaking wrestle at a New Year's Eve event for God's sake. Oh my uh, in God. Times Square. But, against Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> come on. And, and, and kudos to Do Dolph Ziggler. He's yeah. getting that Fox money. No, You know, and that's another guy that they... That He's, they're underrating that guy's ability to wrestle. 
he is good in that square in that square ring. He should be the next champion. He should be the next champion. Again, yes, he was back then, but now they should give him the title again. I mean, they should give him the title again. I, I agree. You know, he's he's proven uh, that he's, his athletic abilities are just, are just, you know, you can't compare it to anyone else. Uh, very loyal. You know, he's, he's with the company ever since, since the uh, Spirit Squad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, a, he's evolutionized. He's a great wrestler. You know, he's done what he has to do. He's even as go as low as teaming up with, with you know, some bozos. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, becoming who he is right now. And, and in a way, though, you know, you might not have the title. You not, might not have the championship. But, Joe, this guy is going to be part of a New Year's event airing live on Fox. This is the first time this is the first time ever wrestling on New Year's Eve. And and I don't know about you, Joe, but to me, I would prefer that than the freaking belt. You know what? I'm going to agree with you on this one. Cause who can say yes, I've wrestled on New Year's Eve. And on and, and live on Square Intense Fox with 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 the uh, what this face uh, who is gets the name the, the the name wrong Steve Harvey <laughs> there you go. at least you got his name right I was gonna mess it up but I was gonna be like but what? but yeah I mean you you can't get and again the WWE has think back you know they were on USA Network they've been on USA Network since the nineties the TN the, the USA Network the TNN then to Spike, then back to USA. Now I'm freaking Fox. Every now and then they'll throw him in there in NBC. Remember they had like the recap of WrestleMania. Oh my God! Yes, back in the days when they used to when they had that little Saturday Night Live. Right, but now they're on freaking Fox every single freaking Friday, and now they're showing up on freaking New Year's Eve, and and, that, and that's how long pro wrestling has been. And I mean that that, that that's just awesome, man. So let's take a look back at another here thing. Kofi Mania. And I think that this is a very important uh, topic to talk about because this is an African-American uh, for the first time uh, in the WWE's history, right? He won the championship title. Everyone support, And in fact, in my opinion, if it wasn't for the fans, you know, he wouldn't have obtained that title. And he did so at WrestleMania this year. That is true. The fans were the one that created the Kofi Mania. Um, the whole Kofi Mania um, bandwagon. That's the word. Yeah, the bandwagon. Because, yes, Kofi been there for 11 years. Yes, Kofi has done everything that he's good have done. Minus that belt. And what the fans wants, Vince listen. And it's true. Because if not, they would have not given the belt to Kofi anyways. And, and I know maybe some folks are upset because he lost the title to Brock Lesnar in five seconds or whatever it was. But listen, he did what he did. He established himself as a wrestler that he is today. And there's no doubt in my mind that Kofi will be in the Hall of Fame eventually one day. Whether it be with the New Day uh, and with himself just individually, the guy deserves it. No, there's no doubt about it. Future Hall of Famer, 
by himself or with the New Day. Even him right now being a tag team, it's what he's comfortable with. But to me, I want to see him more in the future doing the single competition and also getting back the title again. And lastly, I want to touch base here. CM Punk, our good friend, departuring uh, WWE and then coming back to Fox for a WWE program, which was a, which was a great move in my opinion. You know, and I hope, uh, Joe, that one way somehow we do get to see CM Punk inside a WWE square ring. You know, honestly, I don't want to see him in an AEW ring because at this point in time, let's face it, you know, yeah, it sounds cool, it sounds great, and maybe they allow him to do whatever he wants, but home is home, and his home is the WWE. Just give him that liberty, and I'm sure the Triple H will allow him to do that. You know, Vince will probably listen. Uh, I mean, shoot, that's what they allowed him to do, the pipe bomb, right? Hey, if, if they can forgive any other wrestlers that has done wrong to the WWE and Vince can forgive them, they can do the same thing to uh, CM Punk. I mean, I think this is like the baby steps. Okay, yes, he's not licensed or working for the WWE. He's actually working for Fox, and he's have said that publicly. But to me, this is the, the, the stepping stone, the door opening, and you never know one day, you never know, maybe this WrestleMania. We might just see him popped out of nowhere and bam, there he is. Take on Seth Rollins. I don't know. That's what everybody's been wanting on social media. The Twitter wars. The Twitter wars. That's what's happening. You never know. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and welcome Christian Inastria, who was in competition at Titan FC this December 20th. The flyweight. Um, this man has definitely been cleaning house here uh, in Titan FC. It was his first fight, his debut for the company. He's done very well. Uh, he's very excited that. Now he's on that UFC Fight Pass pro, uh, platform. And obviously in 2020, it looks very, very, very bright. Christian Nesria coming up next on The Roman Show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Roman Show. And uh, Titan FC concluded their final event of 2019. And boy, what a great event it was. It featured a, a, a phenomenal title fight with Erwin Rivera versus Danny Sabatello in the main event. And of course, a great undercard, which you can see right now on UFC Fight Pass. During the holidays, it makes a, a good addition there to catch up on some of the fights that you've missed. Now, this young man was on that undercard. I'm talking about Christian Inastria, who took on John Arce, and, and what a great performance. Chris, congratulations on your victory. It was a unanimous decision, a win for you. How are you feeling, man? Uh, feeling great after the fight. It was a very tough fight. I knew coming in, he was an undefeated guy, so I knew he had like that little undefeated swagger coming in with him. So, And I knew he was training with some guys in the UFC right now as coaches. Also, very happy with the win and to be fighting on Titan FC. The nerves are really high coming into the fight, but I was really happy that I was able to get through it. 
Yeah, and looking back at that fight, and again, I invite everyone to check it out right now on UFC Fight Pass. Um, you know, I was sitting right next to Roger Craw, who you know very well, one of your coaches, of course. And uh, yep. he was telling you to throw in the combination, you in the combination. And uh, I, I think I asked you um, after the fight, because uh, you were trying to find uh, the holes, right? When to hit those combos, and eventually you found your rhythm and you got into it. I think it was roughly, what, the second round? Yeah, uh, I, I would say that the first round, I felt like I was getting his timing. I felt like I heard him in the beginning of the first round. And I felt like I started headhunting a little too much. And then in the second round, I felt like I composed myself a little. And then in the third round, I felt like I completely took over. So. Now, physically, how are you? I mean, I know uh, Titan FC has a, a show planned for February. Are, are you okay to compete next year in, uh, what, in about a month month and change? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my shin's a little bruised up, but, I mean, that'll be fine in about a week or two. You know, just a little bumps and bruises you get after a fight. But, yeah, I definitely want to – I want a very active 2020. I had three fights this year. I would like to have uh, possibly three or four again coming up now in 2020. Now, of course, uh, Titan FC is a great platform from for all the fighters. I know you had um, your pro debuts here in Florida and other promotions. Uh, but have you heard anyone uh, that has seen the fight on UFC Fight Pass comment you or, or, or send you a message after they saw your performance and, or some that have not been aware of you until now? I mean, yeah, I've had like I've had like people from Poland. I've had oh. people from like different parts of Europe and stuff like randomly message me saying that they enjoyed the fight and stuff. So that was pretty eye opening. I didn't like I knew that UFC fight pass is something that's worldwide, but I didn't think I would get like people messaging me and things like that. So it's been pretty cool. Well, that's pretty neat. Any any uh funny comments that you shared or all positive? Uh, pretty positive just, just some people saying I don't look like a fighter Which I get that often But <laughs> That has been pretty nice Then you know what now? I don't look like a fighter <laughs> That's funny man Well d tell us a little bit About your fight Because I remember uh, Introducing you uh, For combat night when, when you were an amateur there And uh, you had a championship yep. But Tell me a little bit About your journey In mixed martial arts How it all started for you man uh, it all started with me when I was about, like, probably 13 years old. I started at a Taekwondo gym. And then I remember when I was probably about, like, 16 or 17, I saw George St. Pierre. That was the first uh, the time I ever saw MMA or USC. And I remember watching him, and I just completely fell in love with the sport, seeing someone that could punch, that could kick, that could wrestle, that could go for submissions and grapple. It was, like, just seeing the full package really got me excited. And then I took an amateur fight. And it went absolutely horrible. <laughs> Cause I was just training at a boxing gym at the time, and I wasn't doing any grappling. I wasn't like training on action from the And then after that, uh, I decided to go to American Top Team Baramore. And from then, the rest is history. I, I met later Roger Paul, started training at American Top Team Sunrise as well. And then when I went pro in 2017, I started training at American Top Team Coconut Creek as well. And then I had about seven amateur fights. Most of them were with combat night. And when I went pro, like I said, in 2017, I my pro debut at Bellator. And then after that, I just been fighting in a lot of shows here in Florida. And, you know, recently, as uh, this past Friday, got the final title, which I feel like was probably one of the biggest fights of my career this far. This far. Wow. And any any challenges in this in this journey? I mean, you're only five five fights pro. Uh, no, six fights now, right? Because you're five and one. Yeah, five and one. Yeah. So, so uh, any challenges along the way that you've experienced that 
because uh, you know I, I know you you have you have a day job you work as well and you have to juggle yeah. with your work and your your training how do you put that into work man it's a it's a lot of training on your body and then to make it to work uh it, it takes a toll yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I think I'm just I'm very blessed to have like the job that I have. I work here at the airport, but they're very flexible as far as my hours go, like what days to work and stuff like that. So like the days that I really want to train two or three times, I can. And even the days that I work an eight hour shift, I'm still able to train before work and after work. So I'm very grateful for that. So, by the way, has anyone uh, at your job seen your fight and, and have they commented or were they at the show? Uh, no, not really. I, I kind of keep it like kind of like a secret here at my job. I don't really like <laughs> talking about it too much. I mean, yeah. there's some people that come by and, and don't notice maybe like the cauliflower ear I have or something like that. But I, I really don't like to talk about it too much if I don't have to. So you mentioned cauliflower. Did did you wrestle in high school? No, no, oh. I, I never wrestled in high school. I actually got it just from uh, when I started doing wrestling in like in my MMA gym and American Top Team and the Jiu-Jitsu and I guess the sparring, maybe getting hit in the ear and stuff like that. It all probably a little accumulation. So in, in high school, what what high school did you go to? I went to Westland Senior High School. It's in Hialeah. Westland. But there, there was there was no wrestling in that whole area, which is a shame. That was something I wanted to do in high school, but I ended up just doing swimming in high school. There, there was no wrestling. Anywhere, it, it's a shame that they're really trying to take out like the wrestling and like some schools here in Miami. That's a shame, to be honest. Yeah, they, they've they've taken them out because of budget cuts, and that's something that's uh, very shameful. But yeah. uh, at, at the same time, so you were doing the taekwondo. You, you didn't. You were. You did a little swimming, but you did your martial arts on the side after school. Yeah, yeah. I, I swam and I did taekwondo until I saw MMA, and then. I told myself I needed to start doing that. I pretty much started doing jujitsu by watching YouTube videos and practicing on a, on a good friend of mine that we're still friends to this day. So it's so it's, it's been a long long time coming, just slowly working my way. But I still have a long way to go. But so, what's next for you, Christian? In uh, in twenty twenty, I know you want you want to compete. Uh, what what are some of the goals that you set yourself? Uh, some of the goals I've set is like how I was saying. I do want three or four fights next year. That's one of the big goals I have. I think. The more active I am, the better my performances are. I'm not one of those guys that I feel like I fight well when I only fight once or twice a year or something like that. I like being active. Uh, other goals that I have for myself is to be fighting on big shows like Titan. Like I feel when the more eyeballs are on me, I feel the more pressure that I have, the better I'll perform. So I definitely want to keep fighting on Titan. And eventually, either by the end of this year or next year, I want to be in a big promotion like 1FC or Bellator or UFC or something like that. Well, how awesome that would be. I don't think there's too many uh, folks from Hialeah from the 305 uh, in the 1FC. You can count them. Uh, or the UFCs or, or, or the Bellators in the 125 division. So that, that'd that be pretty cool uh, to represent us at one of those big promotions. And, you know, it's just a short time away till you get there. Well, Chris, anything else you want to add, uh, share? And where can people follow you to keep up to date as far as uh, your upcoming fights? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Christian with a C-H underscore y28 and on facebook my name is christian inastria i know the, the last name is a little complicated so the last name is y n a s t r i l l a and the only other message i have is that to everybody that supports me thank you so much and i promise you that every day i'm giving my all to this sport and i promise you that one day i will be in a big promotion being successful in this sport that is all i want to do with my life Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to 
the showdown. Well, then, thanks again, Christian Inastria. Appreciate the interview. Again, catch him in action uh, at a future date at a Titan FC program. I'm sure that uh, he'll be definitely ra- be raising some a- eyebrows uh, in 2020. Uh, you know, Joy and I were just talking here a little bit. Some things to look forward to. Of course, we're going to talk some mixed martial arts, uh, but also XFL. You know, this is the debut of the, well, the re-debut of the XFL. It was repackaged. Vince McMahon's XFL uh, will be live this year for the first time. They'll be on a network uh, uh, television uh, station. And it seems that he has worked a, a deal or some, some sort of agreement with the NFL. And perhaps it will last a little longer than the more... Uh, than other leagues that have just been pretty kind of, you know, yeah, AFL, I think it was, or I, no, I, I can't even remember the name of it. But but the whole point is that league no longer exists. It only lasted for one season. Not, Other, even, not even the whole season. They ended up maybe probably six or seven weeks into the season. Look at that. You know more than me. Either way, uh, XFL, they've, they've invested a lot of money. It's on. Uh, it's going to be on, on network television, and uh, maybe, although they have said that they're not going to be like a feeder uh, to the NFL, but keep an eye, keep an eye out for that. I understand too that the IRS or the Internal Revenue they've they've been um, keeping an eye on Vince McMahon, so that's that's a story that you got to keep out for to look. But you have to remember that. With the XFL now taking place, how much of Vince McMahon is he going to be involved with the WWE? I mean, there's there's no other option here but for Triple H to take over. Yeah, Triple H is going to be taking over while Vince McMahon be taking eye to eye to the XFL. You know, first time around didn't go so well. So this time around... He's taken more time to strategize this um, this league, the rules, and to me, the first time around wasn't that fun. Yes, there was some stuff that you know, like almost like like the video game NFL Blitz, kind of gave me that feel like. But at the same time, we still want to watch some f- football, you know, not. Two men in the beginning trying to fight for the ball for to get who gets possession. To me, I you know, coin toss or whatever. Yes, they're going to be doing some new things. And you never know, the NFL might pick up on those things. I mean, XFL started putting all these cameras everywhere. And guess what? The NFL took it over. So... If they can do that, they can see some new changes in rules. They might apply it in the future. And maybe the game might be even more interesting for the NFL. Maybe. And in fact, some of those actually players that um, perform for the XFL, some of them ended up making their way into the NFL. So keep an eye out for that. And by the way, make sure you follow us on our socials. That's at the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and Instagram and we're always live on our website theromanshow.com let's talk some mixed martial arts Joe here the, you know 
a lot, a lot of things happened this year, but I, I gotta just talk about my boy here, 305 Miami, George Masvidal. In my opinion, the fighter of the year uh, has that that knockout, right? Historic knockout, knee knockout uh, to Ben Askren um, in just a, a matter of seconds. Also, yeah, five second knockout uh, to Ben Askren, a guy who was undefeated. He had never been defeated by anyone. He comes into the UFC. And he gets knocked out in the second fight of the UFC in five seconds uh, with a knee. Vicious, by the way. Then he becomes a baddest motherfucker by defeating uh, Nate Diaz and earning that title. Listen, there's no doubt in my mind that George Masvidal, and he said it himself, his next fight, he wants it to be for money. And there's only one person that comes into my mind that would get him that money, and that is Conor McGregor. But Conor McGregor is going to fight Donald Cerrone. <sighs> Donald Cerrone is not the Donald Cerrone that he was back then. The cowboy has lost his edge, let's be honest here. But if Conor McGregor were to defeat the cowboy, and you pair up Masvidal and McGregor, who have basically been talking crap about each other because allegedly, I don't know who said it. I think it was it was it was Dana actually Dana White, the president of the, United, uh, the UFC, stated that McGregor is smaller than George Masvidal. That Masvidal is a, is a stronger and bigger guy compared in size compared to McGregor. So Masvidal will have the edge. And when McGregor heard that. McGregor got ticked off and said, well, listen, I'll knock him out no matter what. So it's going to be quite interesting because, in my honest opinion, because of the hype, um, the support that Masvidal has had, I think he deserves a title shot uh, for Kamaru Usman's title. That's just my opinion. However, Masvidal now becomes the person, the fighter, that who do you match up with? Because... You can match him up against Kamaru. You might not have a lot of money, but it is for the title. Or you match him up against McGregor, who does not have a title, but could be a money fight. Because we know that both these guys could talk a lot of crap. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens. Or you have Masvidal taking Usman. Potentially Masvidal defeats Usman. And then you have Masvidal take on McGregor. Now we're talking. And that is money. It's going to be quite interesting to see what happens in 2020. But keep your eye on Masvidal. You never know. You know, he might win this year's fight of the year. But if he does go down that route, what I just mentioned, defeating Usman and then defeating McGregor, we might have a repeat of another fighter of the year for uh, George Masvidal. Um, something that I like to mention here is that Amanda Nunes just continues to just uh, be the greatest of all time uh, in the women's division of UFC or mixed martial arts uh, in general. No one has defeated her. Just her last opponent um, came very close, challenged her, but she's still uh, Amanda Nunes holding two belts in two different divisions. And at this point, I just don't know who can defeat her. I know there's a boxer out there who wants to take on her, uh, but Amanda has said that if, she, if, if they do compete, it will be in the octagon. Keep an eye out for that. 
we might see a repeat of a McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, this time females. You never know what can happen in 2020. Uh, Israel Adesanya, of course, he defeated Calvin Gastelum, and then he went on to become the middleweight champion in Australia when he defeated the champion, the then champion Robert Whitaker. And Israel Adesanya has become a fan favorite, kind of reminding me of a more modern uh, Anderson Silva. Uh, very fun to watch, very unpredictable. And the match to make here, and I hope it happens, Joe. I really do hope it happens. I know he was going to take on um, Paulo Costa, I believe it was. But I hope, and Dana White, UFC, whoever the hell, please put Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship against Yoel Romero in Miami, Florida at the American Airlines Arena. Make that happen. You will sell out that freaking arena. You will make some money on, on uh, pay-per-view. In fact, Israel has called for that fight. He wants that fight. Make it happen. Israel versus Yoel. I know Yoel just recently lost uh, in a very, very, <laughs> very close decision this year. Nonetheless, let's make this fight happen. I know Paulo's a little hurt. So in the meantime, push him aside and let's give Yoel versus Israel at the American Airlines. Heck, put it in the Marlins freaking park. Or the BB&T Center. Or the B- well, yeah, but the BB&T is the same as the American Airlines. I, I, I mean, the, the, a little bit smaller venue. The, 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 the seat, you know, the seat difference is not that much. If you want to make it big, put it in the Marlins Stadium. It's a freaking dome. You could put, you could put 34,000, almost 40,000 people there. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, if they can actually put a uh, a football game there, you know, the UM versus FIU, I think they can do the uh, UFC there. Yeah, put it in there. Come on, let's go. Yoel versus Israel 2020 middleweight championship on the line. And what the hell? Put in George Masvidal versus Kamaru uh, Usman for the welterweight champion. You got two Miami guys right there at Marnus Park. That place will sell out. Come on. Let's make this happen. 2020, this is what we want. All right, moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about what happened in the year the or the decade that it was. And I think that the fighter of the decade belongs to none other than John Jones. John Jones has been undefeated for 10 years. No one has defeated this guy. Yes, he's had some problems with the law. Got caught up with some cocaine uh, taking on Daniel Cormier. But listen, whether he's on something or not, the guy is very talented. He is undefeated. No one has figured this guy out. The only guy who really came, came really close to defeating him was uh, Alexander Gustafson. And, well, you know, second time around, John Jones just beat the crap out of him. So kudos to John Jones. He deserves to be the fighter of the decade, John Jones. Let's see what's in store for him in 2020. He has an upcoming fight, um, which in my opinion, he should win very easily. But that's just my opinion. Let's see if he won some more competition for this man. Listen, in the decade, a lot of things happened for mixed martial arts. In fact, this decade is monumental for mixed martial arts because for the first time, the UFC signed a deal with Fox. It was the first time that we were able to see mixed martial arts. 
Well, not really the first time because uh, Strike Force uh, was also on main TV. They were on uh, CBS. But continuously, we were able to see mixed martial arts on Fox. At least every other or every two months, we would see a big, uh, big, big, big event on Fox. And then, most recently, they signed a deal with none other than the mouse, Mickey Mouse, ESPN. ESPN signed a deal. And to make matters even better, the UFC said, listen, we're no longer doing pay-per-views. The only way that you can see the UFC is if you pay and pay your one-year subscription or monthly subscription to ESPN+. Plus. You can see all of our fights there. And on top of that, the only way you can see your big pay-per-view fights is by ordering ESPN uh, or reading the fight, ordering the fights through ESPN. So you can order it on pay-per-view. You have to order it through ESPN. So you pay your 60 bucks and you give the money or 70 bucks, whatever you pay for it. You give it straight to ESPN. You don't go through a third party. You go straight to them. And that is something that uh, came about this year. Uh, listen, mixed martial arts is, is, has bigger numbers than boxing. I still don't understand why the fighters aren't making as much money as the boxers. But nonetheless, the UFC is at another level. And ever since, since its uh, inception back in, in, in the 90s, it's now a very respected and, and a very watched uh, sporting event as, as it is in mixed martial arts. We have fights, for example, uh, uh, in South Florida here every freaking month, for God's sake. Whether it be amateur or every pro, we have uh, professional fights. So, so who knows what's going to happen in 2020, but I can rest assure you that we're going to get a lot of attention uh, as far as mixed martial arts and new faces, new uh, fighters that are going to be making a name for themselves. Uh, you know, new Conor McGregor's. We just saw George Masvidal, a guy that has been in the game for many, many years. And now on the 2019, he made a name for himself. Speaking about Conor McGregor, this was the first time, Joe, that we saw a mixed martial artist. Well, not really the first time, but a big name in mixed martial arts that made his way from the cage into the boxing ring when Conor McGregor in this decade took on Floyd Mayweather. Of course, Floyd Mayweather defeated Conor McGregor, but nonetheless, it was a huge, big money fight. Many people underestimated that this would even happen. It did, and it happened in this decade, Joe. No, that was something to watch. I mean, historically, you know, who would ever think, you know, he will get back into his boxing days. But Mayweather's Mayweather at the same time, you know, as McGregor is in the octagon. But it was a good fight. It was a fun fight. I said about six rounds. And hey, it is what it is. Yeah. And Mayweather has kind of toyed or played with the idea that he will make his, his uh, octagon debut. Never know. Might just happen in 2020. But to conclude this episode here of 2019, again, we're uh, recording this uh, podcast at uh, Hutchinson Island here, myself and Joe. And I think that it's uh, very monumental is that for the first time in this decade, women uh, were part of the UFC at one point, Dana White stated that women will not be allowed to compete in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Nonetheless, he kind of bit his tongue and allowed Ronda Rousey uh, 
to main event a pay-per-view against Liz Carmouche. And then from then on, listen, the women are, 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 are something. Uh, they have arisen. And to this day, uh, I always prefer watching women fight than men because they just, they just give it all, man. I, I don't know what it is, but they just give it their all. They do. They do give it all because it's not like they have to prove anything. But it's just they're there and they're showing their talent saying, I can hang with these guys also in this octagon. And just like in wrestling, too, in the square circle. But it is very monumental when you see main eventing women athletes showing their true talents. And we saw it right now uh, in this decade, Ronda Rousey main eventing a UFC pay-per-view. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Block Talk Radio, Stitcher Radio, and we're always live 24-7 on our website, theromanshow.com, which uh, got a facelift, and we'll be making some changes as well also in 2020. Thank you so very much as uh, we get close to our 10-year anniversary here on The Roman Show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy your New Year's. Joe, you want to say something, dude? Well, guys, stay tuned. 2020 is going to be a blast. Absolutely so, and uh, hey... WrestleMania is coming to Florida. You never know what's going to happen. All right, guys, with that being said, have a happy new year, and uh, we'll catch you very, very soon. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Thanks for listening, guys.